Okay. Okay, I think I'm ready. Okay, good evening, Chairperson Sellers. Can you hear me? Make sure I cut the volume up. Yes, sir. Commissioner Sellers, I can hear you. Okay, sounds good. So I'm ready to start whenever you are. All right. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five, six. So we do have six commissioners on, which gives us one. So if you want to go ahead and do your disclaimer, Dr. Muhammad, we'll go ahead and get started. Sounds good. So good evening, everyone. Uh, this is today's August 9th, and this is the Human Relations Commission meeting. Uh, thank you. I'm Dr. Ferris Muhammad, the Director of Equity and Inclusion for the City of Lawrence. I'll be facilitating the Zoom meeting. Uh, here are a few housekeeping items for this virtual meeting. This meeting is being broadcast and recorded on the City of Lawrence YouTube channel. The public chat function is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. When you are not participating in the meeting, please mute your microphone. When you are participating in the meeting, please keep your video on. When you are not participating in the meeting, please turn your video off. You will still be able to hear the meeting. You can turn your video back on when you are participating. Turn, turning your video off when you are not participating allows the active meeting participants to be seen on the screen. If you have any trouble, please send me a chat. The city reserves the right to mute microphones and or turn off people's video to minimize distractions. Please remember to state your name every time you speak for the benefit of those listening remotely. And now I'll turn the meeting over to Chairperson Sellers. Thank you, Dr. Mohammed. This is uh, Commissioner Sellers, Chair of Human Relations Commission, and thank you for those of the public who are watching virtually or participating in public comment for our August meeting. Um, before we get started, I will do a quick roll call, um, and then we'll jump into our agenda. First, Commissioner Emerson. Commissioner Emerson's here, present. Commissioner Sheldon Sherman. Present. Commissioner Haswood. Present. Commissioner Stevens. Present. Commissioner Bloxham. Present. Commissioner Barnett. Present. Commissioner Falls. Commissioner Logan. Commissioner Sellers, present. We have a total of seven of, commissioner, of our commissioners present, which allows us to conduct business with a quorum. So commissioners, if you have your agendas up and available, we will go ahead and jump right in to approval of minutes. If you remember, we did not have our June minutes at our July meeting. So we do have two sets of minutes to approve this evening. Um, so we will do those collectively, but I will give you a moment if you have not yet reviewed the minutes from the July 12th as well as the June 14th meeting. You now have time to do so. And then I'll be asking for a motion to approve the June and July meetings, minute, meeting minutes as presented if there are no corrections.
Commissioner, that there are no additions or updates that need to be made, made to, to the June or July meeting minutes. I do need a motion to approve those meeting minutes. Uh, this is Commissioner Emerson. I move the motion to approve the minutes for June and July. I have a motion to approve the minutes from the June 14th and July 12th meeting as presented. Is there a second? Commissioner Stevens, I second. Thank you, Commissioner uh, Stevens. So the motion has been properly moved and seconded to approve the June 14th and July 12th meeting minutes as presented. I'll do a roll call vote. Commissioner Emerson. Aye. Commissioner Sheldon Sherman. Aye. Commissioner Haswood. Aye. Commissioner Stevens. Aye. Commissioner Bloxham. Aye. Commissioner Barnett. Aye. And Commissioner Sellers, aye. So with a vote to seven to zero, motion carries with the approval of the minutes. Moving on to our agenda item B, the reception or receiving of the case report. Um, commissioners, you did receive the August case report via, or the July case report, my apologies, um, via email from, um, from the city prosecutor's office, Ms. Elizabeth Lafoca. Um, she was unable to meet with us this evening so it was on our due diligence to review those, uh, review the case report. So you do have time. We will not um, discuss anything since we do not have Ms. Afoka here with us this evening. Uh, if you do have any questions, comments, or concerns regarding Ms. Afoka's report, please ensure that you direct those questions um, to her. Are there any are there any comments in regards to the July case report um, presented? provided to us by Ms. Afoka. All right, hearing none, we will move on to agenda item number two, ordinance research request response from the legal department. Um, so we did have, uh, we did a forward to uh, Tony Wheeler, um, city attorney, uh, the request in regards to the uh, public nudity um, ordinance uh, in regards to public comment as regards to the legalities as it related to the 10th Circuit District's um, decision and the Equal Protection Clause. Uh, we did hear, I did receive um, notification as well as all uh, commissioners should have received that reply back, but however, um, Ms. Wheeler did notify myself and Dr. Muhammad that the city is in the process of reviewing ordinances um, and providing recommendations to the city commission on moving forward on any ordinances that would need to be amended as well as repealed. And that particular ordinance is on the uh, agenda for discussion uh, for recommendation by the city commission. And so uh, based on the discussion, based on what was shared with myself um, by Tony Wheeler, she had uh, suggested that uh, we wait until the city makes a decision on whether or not they plan to repeal that particular ordinance and whether or not their, how their decision is made, then we can move forward if we want to go back and look at amending or pushing any information, uh, any amendments or changes to that particular ordinance after that piece. And so that is the information she shared with us 
So as it stands, it would be that that particular ordinance is up to be reviewed for recommendation for amendment or repeal revocation based on the decision made by the city commission. If they choose to keep or revoke, then we can move forward with our decision to make a recommendation on moving forward if that differs from what our commission would want to have done with that ordinance. And that she would then render a decision based on um, the city commission's decision on that. So it's one of those things where it's not it's not on the back burner, but it's one of those that is up for consideration to be revoked. Depending on that decision, then our, our ask of her will then be rendered based on what the city commissioners decide to do. So that was a lot of words for something I could have probably made a little bit more concise, but that is where we, that's where we are uh, with that. Does anybody have any questions in regards to the decision that was made or the recommendation that was made to us by city attorney, Tony Wheeler and what she has laid out to us? Uh, this is uh, Commissioner Emerson. Uh, thank you, Chair Sellers. Um, my only question is um, more on time frame. Did we kind of get an idea of when that um, that uh, that that next step may be completed? Uh, just so the public may uh, have a better idea when we would um, uh, would receive just notification of okay, now the city has done their review. So. Oh. This is Commissioner Sellers. Commissioner Emerson, we lost you there. So we, I think what you were going at is regards to timeline. So yes, so Ms. Wheeler did let us know that that review and discussion of review with the city commissioners would come up in August. So it will be at one of the August meetings that discussions and movement on that would be made. So based on whenever after that meet, after that, uh, meeting time with the with the city commissioners, then we would have a timeline as far as with the review. I would imagine, not to speak for Ms. Wheeler, that if a decision was made at one of the next two to three meetings that the city commission would have here in August and that their recommendation would move forward to either repeal or amend or do nothing, then she would render her recommendation to us in hopes by our next meeting in September, which is scheduled for the 13th, and then we can move forward as such. But per her email, she attempt, she had anticipated presenting this information to the city commissioners in August. This is Commissioner Emerson. Thank you, Chair Sellers. And Chairperson Seller, this is uh, Dr. Ferris Muhammad. And just to add to that, um, I think the communication that I had received from the legal department was that they are anticipating that uh, this will come before the city commission on the 17th. And depending on what, uh, contingent upon what decisions the city commissioners arrive at, uh, that will kind of start that timeline that uh, Commissioner Emerson is uh, inquiring about. In addition to that, I also received communication from a legal department, I believe on Friday um, in response to this request. And so I could just read the brief uh, email that I received related to this request. Um, so coming from the legal department, it says staff has conducted a cursory review of the human relations commissions question regarding section 14-602 of the city code regarding indecent exposure. While similar laws have been considered and upheld as, a, as valid in other jurisdictions, there is no law in our jurisdiction that directly addresses the constitutionality of laws that ban females 
toplessness. The 10th Circuit Court of Appeals, which is the federal circuit court that establishes the law in Kansas, considered a related issue in 2019 regarding public nudity, but ultimately the court was tasked only with determining whether a preliminary injunction was appropriate and not with analyzing the constitutionality of the law. Several cities in Kansas continue to have similar laws on their books, including Wichita, Lenexa, Overland Park, and Topeka. This ordinance is under review by staff, which will continue, which will continue to monitor their case law. So that's sort of where they're at right now. They've done conducted a cursory overview of the law and saying it's an ongoing um, research process as far as analyzing that law and seeing what uh, that in conjunction with what the city commissioners decide uh, later this month at the next commission or one of the next commission meetings. Mm -hmm. This is Commissioner Sellers. Thank you, Dr. Muhammad, for that additional context for on this agenda point. Commissioners, do we have any other questions, comments in regards to this matter? All right, hearing none, we will move forward with um, agenda item number three, which is our committee reports. Um, before we jump in uh, to those reports, I do know we have at least one group that plans on doing an overview um, of their updates. I did want to bring up something that's been, that's been brought to my attention um, as we have kind of started this process. As you know, we began this in May as far as identifying how do we utilize the, the strength and talents of our commissioners to at least try to chunk down some of the task work um, of the Human Relations Commission that serves as a voice to the civil rights of um, those in our community as it relates to public accommodation, housing, and employment. And so we had began that work by identifying three key areas um, to focus on chapter 10 ordinance, cross-cutting as it relates to collaborative work uh, between other boards and commissions, as well as program development. Um, the idea behind that was to allow commissioners to have a little bit more um, small group, uh, have some autonomy, but also to do some small group work, which will break down a little bit of that um, maybe sense of vulnerability or a sense of security as to be able to speak freely on matters uh, and gain more insight about the work um, that is charged by us as uh, commissioners. And so as that work that moved, we had set the deadline to come together to have some um, preliminary recommendations um, from our groups to share to help move continue to move the work forward so that we are um, doing work in a decent and orderly way, but also with some meaning behind um, what we are charged with. And I know that some of our groups, you know, it's taken a while for us to, to get off, um, to kind of, you know, to take off in a manner that maybe uh, would be more expedient or efficient as one may have hoped. Um, but I do know that there's been some concerns um, uh, with uh, as far as commissioners commitment to meeting regularly um, commitment to engaging with their um, with their committee members and as well as um, coming to the table um, with you know authenticity and intentionality and so um, 
again, this all came to pass when we first met in September, not September, Lord mercy, when we first met in January in that retreat fashion to talk about what are the goals and objectives of the Human Relations Commission as it relates to the new, the new strategic plan. And so the thought process was that having our small groups would allow us the opportunity to be able to think in smaller chunks so that we would be able to develop goals. And so that that premise hasn't left, and I hope that hasn't left um, each one of you all uh, as we've navigated through this work. Um, we're you know approaching the end of the year, um, and as the city is preparing, you know, as we prepare for a budget and what that looks like, our commission needs to be preparing for what the work is going to look like in 2022. It's only a couple of months away. And so knowing that with the idea of us partway through, but more than partway through the year, um, and with the new year coming, as well as knowing that we are also in that space where there could be potential turnover with the commission, um, I want to stress to, to each and every one of you how important it is that in these last few weeks, um, not knowing the status of where everyone will be after our next meeting in September, that you take the time to do some intentional work around with your committees around this work. Um, I think they're you know, without, there's no need to, to, there's no space to call anyone out, but I think there's an opportunity here to say, we, we know what we've been able to give. And what I would like to see is at our next meeting in September, that we have each group presenting some preliminary recommendations. It doesn't have to be finite, detailed outline, but at least something that will help continue to build the momentum that we have created so far with our commission. We've come way too far to try to start going backwards. And I think we are, we're at a place where we can do it. There just has to be some intentional work around it. And if there are committees that are struggling and you want to lean on someone, let me know. Um, I've, I've almost heard from almost not everyone, but probably half of everyone on this commission about the committee work. And as a chair, you know, that makes me happy, but I can also say there's quite a few that I've not heard from, and that also makes it concerning. And so I really want individuals to kind of dig down as much as you possibly can these last few weeks, um, because there could potentially be some turnover in our commission. And I would like those who are leaving to at least want to know if they're going to leave, that you leave some imprint on this commission and that also that you're leaving the commission in a better place than you left it or when it came to you. So I want to implore our committees um, in these last three weeks to, I don't know what it looks like, um, whether you meet once a week or you meet for four hours or you guys, you know, go away on a retreat. You know, I know some pretty awesome bed and breakfast, bed and breakfast locations here in Douglas, as well as around the area. Maybe you have a little kind of bon voyage party to yourself. I don't know what that looks like, but I would really implore the committees 
to get together. And if you're still struggling and you've not been able to connect with your committee member or there's a committee member that's been missing in action and you're having a hard time getting them into the fold, let me know so that I could try to make some connections or at least work through the process um, with you all, um, as long as we stay within core and coma um, guidelines. But I, I would like for each of our committees to have some type of preliminary um, recommendations and something to share um, substantively at our meeting in September. So that was a lot of me talking. Now I want to listen to others just to kind of hear what are we just to get your thoughts on on committee work. And I know, like I said, our our chapter 10 committee um, did have some things that they wanted to share this evening. So before they share, I would like to open that up to to anyone else on the board. All right, you know, silence could be deadly. That means we're all in agreement. So, um, however it looks, I, you know, I want us to try to get that. You know, I want us to get that work done. So, try but do. So let's try to get together. Um, reach out to me as your chair if you need any assistance or guidance. But um, at our September meeting, let's make sure that each and every one of our committees are uh, have something to share. Um, I do have another piece to share. I, before chapter 10, our chapter 10 group uh, starts, I will say um, I, I, the reason why this work is important is I know that we are starting to get a lot of feedback from other boards and commissions that want our input, that want the commission's input on, on matters. And so, you know, we have a lot of groups that are coming to us. We know CPRB, um, we know uh, the Historical Marker Society, the Historical Marker Commission board in regards to that. And we do have a representative from our our commission who um, who should be purporting back on that. And so uh, we also have the Affordable Housing um, Advisory Board. And so these are, these are boards and commissions that are wanting to collaborate with us on some hybrid work items. And so, um, we can't do that if we're if we're not focused and succinct on the work that we're doing. And so I would love for our commission to be more involved. I know that speaks to cross-cutting, but that work still flows back up to our commission as a whole. And that just because it may fall up under one commission and one committee, it doesn't mean that we all can't have a say in it. And so um, there is some information that Dr. Muhammad and myself will be sharing with the commission around um, around the possibility of a fair housing ordinance. Um, there's been some key um, community partners who have been advocating um, for something of that nature and have shared it uh, with um, other boards. And so there's some opportunity there for us to do some hybrid projects with several boards in regards to this. And so, and, and even expanding that work. And so I want us to be able to, I wanna be able to present that to the commission as a whole. Um, but like I said, there is some information that we need to get out to everyone before we can have some discussion and move to action on that. So I will uh, make sure that Dr. Muhammad uh, gets that, uh, will 
forward that email to you all so that we can review it and come prepared at our September meeting to to um, to to move that work. And, and again, this is this is all work that has the potential to help us develop goals and expectations for this commission for either to close out the year as well as to prepare us for the next year. So as you are doing your group work, think about preliminary recommendations that is going to continue to move this work that has a goal in mind that can speak to the strategic plan, the commitments and outcomes of the strategic plan. And if we, if I need to resend that information to you, send an email to me and let me know. But again, your preliminary recommendations should be goals for our commission that is focused around, centered around the outcomes and commitments of the strategic plan. So, a lot of talking. Any feedback, questions, comments, or concerns? All right. Uh, Chair Sellers, I just wanted to, uh, this is uh, Commissioner Emerson, just uh, thank you for censoring. No problem. That's what they pay me the big bucks for. Okay, chapter 10 group. I want to give you all the floor to give uh, the commission an update on some of the work that you've been doing these last few months. So Commissioners Bluxom, Emerson, and Barnett. Uh, this is Commissioner Barnett. Um, I reported back last time um, that we have been working on some substantial changes. Um, and that continues. I think that our um, changes are so significant that we want to make sure that we have the buy-in of um, the administration um, as well as the community before we move forward. Um, I don't want it to be seen as the subcommittee or the Human Relations Commission uh, proposing any kind of drastic change without um, the support of stakeholders. So uh, we need to meet with Dr. Muhammad first, um, and then uh, we will have some changes to bring forward to the September meeting. Uh, Commissioner Bloxham and Commissioner Emerson, do you have anything that you'd like to add? Uh, this is uh, C Commissioner Emerson, uh, Commissioner Barnett. I want to say thank you for um, just bringing in the importance of having uh, stakeholders in our community. Um, um, I think that's really important. So I just wanted to you know, say awesome for making sure that we are communicating that out to the public today. Um, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to kind of that brainstorming uh, with Dr. Muhammad. So thank you. All right, this is Commissioner Sellers. Uh, commissioners, do you have any questions for our Chapter 10 committee? All right, hearing none, thank you, commissioners, for at least giving us an update into the work you've been doing. And I do look forward to um, seeing that preliminary recommendation. I know you've shared some of your notes with I know Commissioner Barnett has shared some of her notes uh, with me in regards to the work that your committee is doing. And I do look forward to having some robust discussion around that in September. 
All right. Well, we don't have any other commission items under, we don't have any other agenda items and we don't have any commission items. So we're now to public comment. Um, do we have anyone from the public wish wishing to provide up to three minutes of comments this evening? Chairperson Seller, this is uh, Dr. Ferris Muhammad. We have no one here present, um, but it looks like online, perhaps, I think, uh, hand raised by Mr. Chris Flowers. All right, I do see a hand. Mr. Flowers, you do, you now have the floor for three minutes. Okay, I won't take three minutes. I just, I just wanted to point out earlier, it was mentioned about other cities that, um, have a topless ordinance, but I would just like to add what they left out is that there are cities across the country that are doing away with their topless ordinances and finding it that promotes gender inequality. And I believe one of the cities is in Kansas and that's Manhattan. I think they, I've, I've read that they did away with their topless ordinance. So if they're going to be pointing out that the cities that have or ordinances banned in topless. I just like to point out that there's at least another city or at least a city in Kansas that's done away with there. So thank you. This is Commissioner Sellers. Thank you, Commissioner, uh, not Commissioner, but uh, Mr. Flowers uh, for those comments. I do remember you pointing that out in your uh, written comments um, almost a year ago to this commission. So. Uh, those were noted and hopefully as this continues to progress, we'll be able to, to get, provide updates on that. So are there any other individuals online that would wish to provide comments? Uh, Commissioner or uh, Chair Sellers, I do have a question about as it pertains to this group and I maybe uh, Dr. Muhammad would be able to answer this too. Is there um, some kind of rule or regulation for the people on this board that would um, mandate like us to resign if we missed a certain amount of consecutive sessions or things like that. Thank you. Uh, this is Dr. Ferris Muhammad. Uh, thanks for the question there, uh, Commissioner Stevens. Uh, I will have to take a closer look at the bylaws. I know a lot of times most bylaws do state that if an individual or board member or commissioner missed three consecutive meetings without um, any rationale or excuse, a lot of times bylaws would suggest that that person have uh, involuntarily resigned. But I have to take a closer look at the bylaws as it relates specifically to um, the Human Relations Commission to see how that's applicable. This is Commissioner Barnett. We do have such language in our bylaws. I can't remember what it says, but um, we do need to uh, have excused absences. Um, so there is something that speaks to that in our bylaws. I just can't remember what it says. And this is Commissioner Sellers. Commissioner Barnett beat me to the punch and Commissioner uh, Stevens was actually in my head today. Um, so yes, to this point that I wanted us to review that. And I think the, the the key piece there is the excused versus unexcused and how that language was, uh, reflects one's ability to, you know, to resign after missing so many excused and what that looks like as far as um, unexcused uh, absences for meetings. I know it's been a year or so, not quite, well, almost, 
that we've switched to quarterly meetings to monthly meetings. And I know that that has had an impact. And for those who I've always preached about context and intent, oftentimes when ordinances are written, um, the context may be based on quarterly meetings. So one missing three meetings in a quarter looks a lot different than a person meeting missing three meetings monthly. But in short, it does need to be reviewed so that um, if there's recommendations that need to be made for that to be amended, we can definitely move that uh, forward as well. So any questions about attendance or things of that nature? Anything for the good of the order commissioners? Um, this is Commissioner Emerson. The only question I had on that is because, uh, you know, chapter 10 ordinances, it's quite a bit different than, you know, bylaws. And so I was just thinking about like, what would that, um, what would that look like if we, as a commission, we're going to be reviewing our bylaws? Like, how would we go about that collectively? This is Commissioner Sellers. Commissioner Emerson, I would say, one, it would just need to be an agenda item, and we would need to discuss how that work would be done. That could be a that could be work that is done during a meeting. That could be work that is assigned to an ad hoc or a special meeting, a special committee. It could be the work assigned to a current committee. So it just depends on good old parliamentary procedure and recommendations and discussion. This is Commissioner Sheldon Sherman. Commissioner Emerson, to your question also, I think our bylaws, bylaws require a two-thirds majority of the commissioners to approve an amendment to our bylaws. All right. Any other questions regarding bylaws as it relates or in general questions or as it relates to attendance? Yeah, this is uh, Dr. Paris Muhammad. Uh, I did pull up the bylaws for the Human Relations Commission and, and under Article 8, there is a section dealing with attendance that uh, I can draw you all to and I have it pulled up if anyone care for me to share. But if not, I can send a link out to you all can you re review the document and access it. This is Commissioner Sellers. I would say while if you have it available to share your screen, I'd say go ahead and bring it up, at least provide context for the conversation. And if we need to bring it, we can add it to the next month's agenda. Uh, this is uh, Dr. Ferris Muhammad. Are you all able to see this? Yeah. or just the bylaws. So I'll just scroll to the top of it and draw y'all's attention back down to the uh, bottom of page three. So just to show the City of Lawrence Human Relations Commission bylaws. And as I typed in just attendance, it uh, takes me down to near the bottom of the page three, uh, article eight, subsection attendance. And so it does have some language in here explaining, uh, I guess you all can review it. I don't want to read it word for word. Please feel free to tell me to scroll down or zoom in if need be. This is Commissioner Sellers. So not sure how laborious of work this would be for you, Dr. Muhammad, but is there any way that you would be able to 
and I would be more than happy to assist. I know oftentimes if there's an email notifying of absence of a meeting, sometimes I get it and oftentimes you get it and forward it to me. Is there any way that we could possibly, you could provide, not necessarily provide, but at least outline how close we have had commissioners to having consecutive meetings missed or if, if there's any commissioner who has missed two consecutive meetings who is now at that threshold of being rolled off the commission. Uh, Dr. Ferris Muhammad, I know normally when a commissioner do inform me that they will not be present for the meeting, uh, such was the case today with uh, Chair per or Commissioner uh, Logan. I think I forwarded that over to you, uh, Chairperson Sellers. Uh, usually I try to forward that information over, but as far as looking back, um, I'm not sure how that's being tracked related to which commissioners were in attendance. I know we can go back and probably look at the different minutes or who registered for what meeting. So I'm sure there's a mechanism that we can utilize to track that, uh, depending on how far back we want to go, or if that's something we want to pay closer attention to moving forward. And this is Commissioner Sellers. I, you know, I do believe there's an opportunity for us to cl pay closer attention to that moving forward. I know, as I stated, we do have our September meeting and then we have the possibility of uh, commissioners either renewing their uh, their appointment or either terming out. And so the idea of setting that precedence and having that being uh, having commissioners be mindful of that one will account for that will be able to help with that accountability piece as well as remind commissioners the importance of notifying and if and then at least there's a mechanism there for myself as chair or you as liaison to reach out to those commissioners who are who've missed to moving forward if they're not and reaching out to them and discussing with them what that means per the bylaws and what the next steps would be moving forward. So any other thoughts from other commissioners? Commissioner Sellers or Chairperson Sellers, I just, if we're going to talk about this in the future, specifically since a lot of our work is now being directed in subcommittees, I ask that we're pretty specific about that membership on the subcommittees and just what the expectations are. I think that would maybe help some of our groups out. Yeah. And Commissioner, this is Commissioner Sellers. I think Commissioner Bloxham, you bring up an excellent point in regards to attendance. And I think these are things that as it may not align with committee work. These are things that if, if they're on your mind now, just share those recommendations and input with the committee. So although things may not align, you may not think it aligns to your work. These are opportunities for us to think outside the scope of, of your committee work as the, this is a betterment to the commission as a whole. So if anyone has input, or language to share around what that work could, what that could look like if we want to make amendments to our bylaws, then this is an opportunity to do that. Any other questions or comments, commissioners? All right, seeing none, you guys must like having your summers back, so 
If there's no any other thoughts, we will adjourn our meeting this evening at 641. Commissioners, thank you again for some spirited discussion this evening and we'll see you all in September. <laughs>